1: of all things We are hosts,
0: so a long time fishing? we decided to get some kite fishing, bro, and guess what? They're taking you along for the ride. So welcome in, and welcome to Paddle.
2: The
1: What's going on? Everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> I
2: caught you mid-sip. Sorry, bro. You did. I was like... <clears throat> Welcome, welcome. Another exciting show. We got uh, Bart Swab in the house this evening. Yes, sir. This is gonna be a good one right here. Yeah, talk a little saltwater fishing taking over for Dustin Nichols. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> but we're out to save him some parts.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 not dive too far into it. We'll save a little for Dustin. But uh yeah, man, we got Bart.
1: You got anything before we kick off, man? No, I've I've been looking forward to talking to Bart for quite some time. This is uh for anybody, you know, most of you guys are bass guys and some of you aren't, but uh, this is gonna be interesting. He uh, chases a lot of good fish that is outside of your box. <laughs> I guess I could say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, like you know, some people like you know think outside the box or think inside. I don't. He, he ain't he ain't fishing for what <laughs> we fish for. Let's just say that. <laughs> Wow.
2: I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, let's get them in here before you start stumbling too far over your words. Yeah,
1: no kidding, dude. <laughs> Please.
2: What's up, Bart? Welcome, man. Welcome.
3: How you doing this evening?
2: Good. Yourself, man?
3: Good, good. I'm uh, trying, trying to recoup from a, a trip down South Florida, uh, staying up all night, but um, ch- chasing snook. But Except for that, I'm uh, getting back on my feet. It's been a couple of days now, so I'm uh, start, starting to feel back to normal.
1: Sounds like nice. a rough life, man.
3: It's
1: yeah. rough. <laughs> you know, I'm praying for you.
3: Yeah, the, the, the first charter, the first charter back was like the next morning, and I just like take the guys out, and it, it was like a good morning because I still had like good steam behind me, I guess, from the trip. So it was like a good morning. The fish were biting pretty good, and like things went our way. But like the very next morning, which I thought maybe I'd be like more rested after like a day, but I guess I was like maybe hitting that like slump or something. I just like got out there, the fish aren't biting. I'm just like it was it was a it was one of those trips where you're just kinda like, man, I hope something goes our way eventually this <laughs> spring. <laughs> but that's uh that's the day of the game sometimes, right? It's uh it was just kind of funny that like two days later that the not only did the fish decide to shut down on me, but so did uh so, so did my 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 push, I guess.
2: Right on, right on well how you doing man i mean have you uh you're down in florida have you been affected by these hurricanes at all everybody's safe
3: no we're totally good i uh you, you know some of the um some of my friends uh li- live out there in the affected area so i'm uh, wishing those guys the best um david roberts uh which is uh on the jackson kayak team with me he was just out here joining me at snooktopia down in jupiter florida and uh he literally drove home to be in that. So, I mean, he, he got home, like, days before that hit. So uh, I'm, I'm wishing Dave the best. But he he, he works at a uh, at one of the, the the gas plants out there. So I, I think that uh, th- those places are probably one of the more safer places to be uh, de- during something like that.
2: Right on. Right on. Well, that's good, man. Glad to hear you're safe. Everybody's well down there. Um, yeah
3: you know kind of what's kind of weird about those storms is like you always hope that they kind of like skirt the coast and go back out into the ocean that's the best case scenario because then the surfers are happy uh, and, um, and and then also that the fish seem to react really well uh, to that in Florida um, so like we'll get those like tropical depressions tropical waves that come through uh, and uh, like when when we had that really bad one that hit uh, a few years ago, um, right there, uh, I think it was Ivan. And they had another hit right after that. Something about when they hit right there, the snook up here on the Northeast coast, just when when you get those, they just really fire up. Like it is like flipping a switch, literally. You can go out and like count on those days when that storm was within uh, what your, your, your horizontal line, um, that that's where uh, they will definitely get fired up during that time period. So that's nice. always uh, uh, something to kind of like, you know, you're, of course you're wishing the best for everyone around you, but when when they pass by, you're like, all right, time to grab the rod and go. Nice.
1: Yeah. Wasn't there just like somebody like reporting in Louisiana and there's a guy right behind him fishing? <laughs> like,
0: I think there's a guy yeah. like literally
1: fishing. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. in the background, everyone's like, hey. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh the first snook that that i've caught in saint augustine was actually on uh during hurricane charlie when it came over top of us we went down to a little dam that was flowing into a small pond basically a retention pond in a neighborhood and uh, we were casting in that uh basically like how you do it bass fishing or something mm-hmm. and uh, throwing paddle tails and there's some z-man paddle tails and uh, picked up like a nice little 20 20 inch snook you know i mean that's mm-hmm. not the monsters but still when you're when you're well north because like i live in st augustine which is basically um you know about if you're driving on 995 about an hour south of georgia line just okay. kind of get everybody if the, that's not familiar with the area uh, so i'm like northeast florida even though i'm not like once you get north of the st john's river things change a little bit in the estuary system which make it less hook, uh, snook habitat really in the st augustine area too it kind of starts to change But just to our south, uh, you know, Palm Coast, um, basically from there going south, you're gonna have these like little secluded pockets that'll have like good quantities of of, of good snook during this time of year. So it kind of opens up, uh, which is not really, that's not like my bed and, uh, excuse me, um, bread and butter fish for like my trips and fishing around here. Redfish, spotted sea trout, uh, the flounder. Black drum, I mean, those are kind of like our, our go-tos around here, uh, you know, not counting the other kind of non-desirables, or catch and release, Jack Carell, stuff like that. But, the, uh, you know, not not talking about offshore or anything, but it's nice to have those snook kind of, as long as we don't have a harsh winter. Um, back in 2010, we had a really bad winter, and it uh, it actually knocked them all the way back down into like their, what you kind of consider like their natural habitat down in South Florida. Um, Fort Pierce going south, um, it even knocked their population back to where they had a, uh, they closed the season on I think, for four years in Florida.
1: Hmm.
3: So, we, we, yeah, I mean, that's been, you know, obviously all those years ago, but in 10 years, we haven't had another bad winter. We did have a couple of cold snaps that caused some snook kill-offs, but without having those uh, snook kill-offs and having the warm winters and a uh, plethora of bait up in our area, we have a lot of shrimp. We have a lot of uh, other, you know, a lot of other crustaceans. We have uh, mullet mud minnows so there's like no shortage of, of uh of bait unlike some of the other more populated perch snook areas down south that have a lot of snook but the bait's kind of like a little bit more scarce than it is up here interesting so, uh it's nice to have those guys uh it, you know if we it's always sad when you have that hard winter though because you know it's going to be three or four years before you start seeing them again
1: oh and when, and when you're throwing for them like are you Because you you referenced just like bass fishing using a paddle tail. Are you trying to like match the hatch or are you like me where you're like, well, I'm going to throw white and then I'm going to try black, (laughs) you know, and then we're going to see like what fits in between if that don't work.
3: Yeah, that's uh, you just described uh, my my fishing technique right there, too, Um, except for I just leave the white on, to be honest. When I'm going for snook, I just I'm like. I've caught so many good snook on white paddle tails. I, I like the Z man, sure, you know, there's a lot of other brands at work. I've had good luck on the uh, the the Ygrit mom, uh, mambo mullet. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like, but that white just seems to be like, I mean, Sartreuse works well. I mean, there's a lot of other colors you can catch them on, but the, the, the there's something about that white. And that's for like, what's weird is like up here, I can go out for a day up here in Northeast Florida and actually catch more snook than I catch when I go down in South Florida. Hmm. But when I go down there, I don't go for 20 to 25 inch snook. Um, When I go down there, I'm going for like 20 to 25 pounds snook. Yeah. So What
1: what does that equate to like inches wise? Is that like, is that 40 to 50?
3: Yeah. Yeah. You're getting up there. Like we kind of have like a 40 inch or clubs, kind of like what you shoot for. Um, You know, we don't, with those big, big ones like that, especially with the protection that they have now. Hmm. Um, you're catching a lot of fish that are like old fish. So, uh, in just like any saltwater fish, they're kind of delicate, you know, they're not unlike a redfish, which is, I I would consider redfish kind of hard, uh, in comparison to like a spotted sea trout, which is very delicate at times, you know, and, uh, the, the are kind of like, right. Um, I'd say they're right there at the spotted sea trout, maybe a little bit more hardy, but they give so much the fight that when you get them in, a lot of times we just, you know you slide him up on the board it's 43 44 you just kind of like he's over 40 boom get him back in yeah um or, or we do the we do the tape tape in the water thing too gotcha gotcha
1: you probably do you like revive them too like they do with muskies yeah
3: just, yep uh, oh go ahead
1: no i was gonna say I, that was the end of it
3: oh okay <laughs> uh so a not just like uh, kind of like any saltwater fish you can either grab them well not any saltwater fish any sort of fish that doesn't have teeth, you can kind of grab them by the front end. And, uh, you know, if you're in a pedal drive or if you're in current um, or standing, kind of like lead them through the water, uh, you know, holding them by the mouth lightly at the, you know, basically lipping the fish. Or um, I, I find that a better method is obviously grabbing them by the tail and kind of swaying them. Um, but mm-hmm. pedal drives make it real nice to kind of grab them by the front and, and propel them a little bit. Uh, the cool thing about snook, unlike a lot of other fish, is you can let them suck on your thumb and uh, when you catch like whether it's a whether it's a 10 inch one or uh or a a 30 pound one you can stick your thumb in their mouth and they'll sit there and suck on it while you have them in the water they'll be completely revived just basically sitting there holding on to your top and you kind of like yeah all right i'm gonna let them go
1: all of a sudden, we're gonna get emails from PETA about that, man.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, when I say you're holding them, you're holding them well down in the water where they're where they're breathing. You're reviving, so it's uh, a yeah. it's a it's a very not you're 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 actually wiping less slime off of the fish by uh, by doing that method to revival.
2: Interesting. There so we go. Those are right? those are, those are on my our bucket list. Right
1: yeah, those are on my bucket list for sure, man. It's I, I have a. Uh, I spent, what was it? We went to, um, we went out to Tampa, Florida, and we stayed off old Tampa Bay at this hotel. And I had this whole plan to go freshwater fishing. And where we were staying was like right off the rocks, like right off the, you know, of the, of the bay. And I learned about the tides and everything. And I went out there with my ultralight. Dude, I brought in, I brought in, I can't say I caught, but I brought in about a 30 inch snook on, on four pound test. <laughs> i'm not even kidding dude. dude i fought this thing i didn't even know what i had he was taking wine coming back taking wine uh and then he I actually got him to the rocks but i didn't really know what it was And it was dark and i'm like i don't know if i can put my hand in his mouth uh Good. you know and then he broke the line by the time i was making that decision
3: i yeah so <laughs> with those um it kind of like uh when i'm going for a redfish or or you know like not not big bull reds i might bump it up a little bit, but. I'm just going for like, you know, 30 and below redfish and uh, trout, stuff like that. I'll go like 15, 20 pound test line, um, as far as like my fluorocarbon uh, leader with, with a 10 pound test uh, braid, just something I can reach out there with, you know, get get longer casts, using that lighter leader, uh, you know, two to three two to three foot leader. Um, and by doing the, the that lighter line, I'm kind of like hoping for more bites, you know. A lot of times I'll bump down mm-hmm. to the just to get that better presentation or whatnot. Uh, when I go for snook, um, I might be lazy. Like if I've been running some trips and I just have like a fresh brand new 20 pound test leader on there, I might run it, but I always regret it because the <laughs> snook have uh well, snook don't have a, uh, their, their mouth is a lot, they're basically like a fresh or saltwater bass the way their mouth yeah. structure is set up. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of got some abrasion on their lips. But along their gills, along the outside, I don't know if, if, uh, if, you know if anyone's familiar with, like, the the a croaker, how they have, like, that ridge going down the side there that's uh, actually, like, a razor blade to for protection. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they have a really nasty one. That thing, I've had it over the years uh, since I grew up as a kid. I've had a couple times they, they shake in your hands because, you know, one of the ways to not harm them is kind of slide your hand up in, not into the gills, but along that front plate right there just to kind of seduce them without putting them in a net, uh, yeah. just to kind of not, have, not have to put them in a net. And, uh, yeah, every once in a while they'll, they'll shake just right and catch you with that thing. But that's yeah. why, you know, 30 or 40 pound test leader is always a, a good bet for those guys. Cause it's a shame. Um, like you're saying there, you have a good one right up to the rocks. They get up there, they shake their head just right. And yeah, that's yep. it.
1: Well, I, yeah, I'd learned that they, they really like, uh, inline spinners. They like shiny stuff. And, uh, yeah, they, after I learned that they cut line, I just, I. they started popping me like every time, <laughs> you know, Yeah. But, then, but it got kind of expensive. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, even when you're like, you know, I was, I found myself running into dicks a little too often, like getting some, like, you know, because I started, because when I first threw the ultralight, I just had, I think a one sixth ounce, uh, you know, rooster tail and yeah. I must've caught three or four different species like right off those rocks and this is where like where this interest grew but i just haven't had much time to get back there you know and explore it more but man i tell you what that sounds like it is just nuts getting into a huge one
3: they are Um, fun the uh when we got up to when we went down to snooktopia we had uh heard that the bait situation down that way was super low and while artificial is always an option um those big snook they get snobby the older they get uh so it's kind of it, you know if you don't you don't have the time to invest to get out there and really like see which which bucktail which 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 flare they're wanting or you know which which paddle tail that they're preferring it's just been my experience it's better to take the time to get the bait so we took down some bait with us this this uh year Lucky we did, man, because that we had heard that the bait situation was real rough down there. If we get down there, there's absolutely almost zero bait. Uh we we the first night we got out there, the um, one gentleman that was with us, Ben Gais, he hooked up first one he hooked up was like a good like 42, 43 incher. Goes over, like has him up in the mangroves in the dark. He's just like I get over there to him and he's just like trying to pull it out of the mangrove. I'm like, dude, you got to go in there and get it. So he like jumps out of his kayak in the dark, like up in the bushes trying to get it out. It was pretty, pretty exciting (laughs) way to start off the, that's a good way to start off the trip.
1: Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sending the guide. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially with like every other wallet that you have on is getting cut by sharks, right?
1: Yeah, it's, I, I don't know if I want to be entering the food chain. I just no, uh, no. that, I don't know. I'll pass. Yeah, it's it's funny because I you know, when you're from like inland and then you you guys are like, yeah, hey, it's all good. You go offshore, yeah. and do this and that. And then I'm like, dude, you just entered the food chain. I don't know. And then you got people who are like, yeah, I just you know, there's people that dive off kayaks
3: and do spear fishing. I'm like.
1: I have no interest in that at all. Yeah. Not none at all.
3: I'm okay. Yeah, every, every once in a while you get boogered when you're out there catching bait and you're like, I just you know, you're out in like waist deep water. You're like, Yeah, I don't know, man. This ain't you know, <laughs> middle of the night. I mean in the daytime you already kind of feel like you're like, Well, it's a daytime, so nothing's gonna hurt me, but at night it definitely has that different different feel to it for sure.
2: Yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> I'll pass.
1: But uh, yeah, so you guide out there, right? Like so. Yeah,
3: man. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand. Uh, what? Two thousand eleven. I started up Action Kayak Adventures uh, out of Saint Augustine. Uh, got a you know a couple really cool uh, places in the estuary system around here to get out and uh, kind of disappear back into nature on kayaks. Uh, the fishing's good. Um, I wouldn't say our red fishing is right there at the level of like you know, some of the areas in Louisiana where it's just amazing amazing fishing for red fishy out there but we do have uh you know a, a, our, our amazing days here and we do have good red fishing um spotted sea trout uh we got good numbers but we have uh some really good size like uh out of the out of the couple places i fish like you know 25 30 inches aren't aren't unheard of or, or definitely not super uncommon out of there uh obviously those are those are all catch and release fish right there but uh it's it's nice to see those uh, kind of fishing in your system that you're fishing
1: so there's no slot for the trout
3: trout you're allowed one over 19. yeah but uh, there's definitely like a movement within the the fishing community um especially within like the the shallow water guys that are you know catching these nice trout to uh you know, the, you know, anything over about 20 inches, just kind of letting them go, uh, kind of self, self-imposed slot on those big girls. You can catch a small one and they'll have a row system in, you know, there'll be a row, say the size of your pinky, mm-hmm. uh, maybe yeah. eight inches long and say like 18, 19 inch trout. And that trout's, you know, a couple years old at that, at that point where like a redfish grows super fast. Like a redfish slots like a year to like two and a half years a, 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 of its life, like not very long at all and uh so a a trout just grows so slow that by the time you get to like that 25 inch 30 inch mark you're kind of like seven eight year old fish um nothing like y'all smallies up north you know like as far as like that slow of growing but um still has that uh that 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 and who wants to eat a fish that's that old anyway um but you know they're also known to have like you know it's the stuff I use with my clients. I'm like, Oh, you don't want to keep that fish anyway because they're also known to have a lot of worms, which is true, but you can always cut, you know, I mean, it's if I was hungry, I would take one home if I needed it. Right. That's it, protein, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I mean, but, uh, it's, but when you take out, you know, on the few, cause those, those big girls like that, especially during the summer, they'll give it their all. And even though I'm like, I'd like to consider, pardon me, consider myself like fairly responsible with like my, out of the water time with those big ones like that, um, I, I pick it up. a Couple pitches, you set them back in, and uh, sometimes in big girls don't make it. Whether it's just a bad hookup or you know maybe they're hooked right in the aorta or something like that coming in, and uh, so like we'll keep them. But like when you skin them up, man, the roe sacs like bigger than it's like the size of two your thumbs put together. It's like. 12, 18 inches long. I mean, that's just, that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, row you're taking out of the estuary system there. Yeah. A lot of of baby trout that ain't going to be out there uh, because you, you know, so it just doesn't kind of make sense for multiple levels there, not not to keep that one. Florida did just uh, put some more stringent rules as far as like captains um, with a no keep for captains, hire captains for it. Uh, They went for one trout over 19 per boat instead of per angler, um, okay. which, which, hey, I'm a kayak guide, everyone's on their own vessel, right? So if, if, if that was important to me, I could have every one of my clients keep a, you know, 25 inch spotted sea trout. But um, if every one of them wanted to keep a 20 inch spotted sea trout, that's fine because they're all on their own boat. But you know, that's kind of like one of those, uh, you know, self-imposed, um, it's definitely a movement here uh, for people doing that, so it's, it's nice to see because uh, those, like a 19-inch trout, that does that eats well. That's a very good eating fish, uh, especially if you just keep them real cold on ice, get them back home, and, and uh, fry them up within a day or so. But the, uh, those big ones are kind of mushy, mushy, and a little bit That's what a fishy taste It's kind know? of like
2: this salmon up here, you know, like the bigger, older ones kind of get mushy and not as good, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know, and it's it's funny because sometimes you gotta talk i gotta talk clients down from that you know especially when it's like the first fish of the day and it's like a lot of people aren't meat hunters but saint augustine like a great vacation deck de- excuse me vacation destination and it's uh you know it's a cool fishing destination too. too i uh, get a lot of like crossover there right so it's like you know you get like you know everyone that's just out for like a day of fishing catch photo release i get a lot of those but then you also get the meat hunters and uh it's fun to, like, take take my business and kind of, like, make, you know, help – help because uh, a lot of my clients are in that, like, you know, 50 to 65-year range right there, you know, tra- travelers and stuff. It's nice to kind of, like, bring them up speed with, like, just, you know, wh- what what the water systems are up to, what the fishermen are, you know, what, what we're trying to do with the estuary system and uh, preservation. It's like the other day I had a young man out, and I was explaining. He was, he was up there from, you know, Tennessee or uh, I think Kentucky. But uh, I was kind of going over with him and of course this kid catches like just a beautiful, like nice like 20, 25 inch trout, or excuse me, 25, 27 inch trout, like a real monster. Um, After a long morning of fishing, while his freshly married uh, wife was straight dogging him. Like she was just whacking him. (laughs) She she could do no wrong. And this boy's just like catching fish. And he's like, he's fishing hard and it finally like sticks like a nice, like sticks that nice trout. I take the photos of him. And I'm like, all right, man, let's get this. And he's like, Oh, this is definitely a release one because I'd already had to talk with him and everything, you know. So we get it back in the water. And then he went like back to back to back, three nice trout, like just boom, boom, nice. boom. And I'm like, that's that's why we let those go right there. That's it. That's you know, like that way you have those good numbers of the good the good eaters. It's nice, it's always good to have that instant confirmation with people to kind of put, put the two and two together.
1: Yeah.
2: That's cool, man. Well, like backing up a little bit, man. So what uh you know, we're talking about your guide service and everything. Like what drove you to start that? Was it just like you had some buddies that kept asking you to take them out and show show them the ropes or was it something <laughs> that like just kind of happened by coincidence or how did that all form?
3: Yeah, I was uh doing a lot of um canoe paddling and then I had like an old like an old beat up ocean from like back in the day that I like just beat around in and uh I had sold my boat and was just getting like super into my canoeing man like I was like to be honest I was kind of feeling like there's not a lot of purist canoers around Florida unless you like search them out right and I'm not shout people type person so like I was not like looking for that group but I was kind of feeling like Well, maybe this could be for me because I was like really feeling the paddling thing. And the whole time that's happening was like right during the, you know, like when things were like super good in the economy to when things were like super bad, 2007, 2008, 2009. And uh, then I was just like, got rid of my boat, got super into it. And the whole time, my buddy that's uh, James Dumas that runs Drumman Charters out of St. Augustine here, his business was kind of like growing during a recession. So I was like, and he's the whole time like, Hey man, you should pick up a boat, bro. Like my business is picking up, man. Like it's kind of a good thing. And I mean, we fished all the time and I was just like, nah, bro. Like, you know me, man, my passion's getting into like paddling aspect. I'm like, I just don't, I don't feel it. And I remember what the first time he said to me, like turns, he's like, Bart, man, why don't you start a kayak guide business? Then I actually laughed at him. Like totally was just like, dude. Nobody's going to pay me to take them out on a kayak and go kayak fishing once, let alone like a business where people like come and go and like tell people. And uh, it was weird because like we had that conversation. I laughed at it that night. It was probably, that was probably around maybe 2009 or so, maybe 2010. And then in 2000, well, yeah, it was 2010, late 2010. I was just, like, I was out fishing at night. I caught a snook at night up here by my house. And I don't know why, but the clarity came through, man. It was, like, I'm going to do this as a business. And not only did I see it, but I seen the platform. I seen how I'd run it. I seen where I would go with it. And, like, I just came home from that trip with, like, a fire underneath my ass. And by 2011, I, like, did all my, like, legal stuff to be running i did all my crossed my t's dotted my i's and like launched my website and then sat there by it like all right who's gonna (laughs) it's the first guy to ever show up you know what i mean like just like so stoked that i like so stoked and nervous because i i literally went and bought everything retail like i i you know like i went and bought all my kayaks retail i went and bought all brand new fishing rods retail i went and got like so i was like i dump some money on something that was just kind of like right in the middle of a recession. So I'm like already, I'm already like fully hurting too. You know? So it was like, it was weird for me to like have that and like be willing to throw as much money at as I, as I did, which is in the world of like starting a new business isn't nothing compared to brick and mortar or something like that, you know, but still, uh, and then like two weeks later, man, I got my first, first phone call guy shows up with like, dang like malone with the nice nice bike tires on it like this like unbelievable bike like trailer that he's got like every device you could ever want on you. i mean literally i only have one or two packs show up like that a year but this guy like shows up with like everything so nice on his kayak i was like oh god dang you know like i'm glad he he didn't have to use mine you know
1: you be like, you might if I make a couple of changes on yours.
3: Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, we go out and go fishing. I take this guy, I mean, literally my first client ever, man. And I, I take this guy out fishing, and we're three hours in. And, and, like, I'm on, like, I knew what I was starting, man. I'd been out fishing my ass off, trying to make sure I was on the fish. And I take this guy out fishing for three and a half hours. And, uh, yeah, it was one of those trips. Oh, And, uh, yeah, yeah. Just like, it taught me about being a guide, like right off the bat, you know, like mm-hmm. your guide, a safe positive approach is way more important than a lot of other aspects that you would think. Cause my passion is putting people on fish. Like I love to see sure. a tight line. Like, I mean, I was just down in South Florida helping a boy out to do, do some offshore guiding. And like we were chasing down sailfish and stuff, like watching clients here, like with redfish going underneath their kayaks. Like, underneath their dry I mean that stuff gets me pumped like unbelievable so it's just kind of like you don't know if you're going to be like able to sustain that or like feel it so it's just it's nice to get into a business where like that that stoke that I started with um I'm at the end of this year I'll be going into my 10th year so uh why this year did start off rocky for everybody um you know yeah I was closed for two two and a half months and uh but it's uh it's just crazy to to be at like almost 10 years and still have that like that stoke going i mean i just took vacation what did i do i invited 30 people on their kayaks to go down and go snook fishing with me down, down in you know down in, uh jupiter it's hmm. just uh the the, the stoke kind of caught me and uh just uh that that night when i was out fishing and uh just didn't didn't seem to ha- hasn't left yet
1: that's awesome yeah that sounds man You know, you, me and you have talked offline before, but you didn't mention tarpon.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah, we've got uh, our our tarpon, our seasonal up here. But we do have, like, I got basically, like, two different things that I do for tarpon. Um, One is, like, tarpon, like you see on TV, where you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that fish is that big. Um, Those are, you know those aren't easy trips as you know, some trips you might get a couple bites, some trips you might not get a bite. I mean, it's, you're looking for a big fish you know, it's trophy fish fishing, man, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a couple of lockdown techniques. I mean, when you're launching off the beach and you can see them flying out of the water out there, uh, blowing up on mullet pods, which is coming our way right here in these next couple of weeks, uh, that makes it like where you're pretty pumped up to get out there. Um, but there's a few other techniques that are more subtle that you use to, uh, you know, float baits. Um, and, uh, which I, I had luck doing both techniques last year. Uh, last year was a real good, good year for me, um, for those guys. And then, uh, you know, kind of a more like, hey, you want to go catch a tarpon and you normally fish for bass. All right, let's go down here. Cause I take, I'll go back into these, like, basically it's um they're called mosquito canals down here it's basically water control canals okay. where they've uh, and this is south of Saint augustine but there's like these like it's basically like a grid system of canals cut through the marsh uh and the snook the, the small snook love it down there man i mean i say small like 32 and under 32 inches and under mm-hmm. um, a lot around that 15 to 25 inch range but mm-hmm. on light tackle on the kayaks and it's like the boats, uh, the boats don't, um, a lot of the, the, the motor boats, the stink boats, can't really get back in there unless it's like a little micro skip or something. Uh, so it, it's kind of like, it's cool, Max. It's like you got, you got uh, the little snook back in there and then you also have these like juvenile tarpon that are like right in that uh, you know, pound up to like 15 pounds. Hmm. Yeah, so those are like super fun to catch. And you can actually go jump three or four or six or 10 in a morning, um, opposed to like trophy hunting, a big one. Yeah. You know? So it's, they, they. And now I, I did take my buddy up in there on fly uh, a couple of years back, and we rolled around one of the corners, and there was like a 60-pounder back in there. And the 30-second fight that my buddy had with him on fly was super awesome.
1: Oh I bet I
3: bet. <laughs> but, yeah, until it like <laughs> launched over by some mangro like not mangroves, but uh it's not mangroves along there. It's those uh uh evasive uh Brazilian peppers, uh, fl- 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 uh, but you know. yeah. But they're evasive, but man, the snook and the juvenile tarpon love to hide up underneath them. They're great great structure.
1: Hmm. So that's another thing you offer them, like some fly fishing out there, like do you provide, yeah, like, a, like, a fly rod if they need one and everything?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a, um, I run a BBK with a sage on it. Uh, I mean, I, I I've definitely um, – I've got uh, some really nice fly equipment as far as what I picked up over the years. I just try to, like um, – now keeping it, like, super looking nice, like some of these fly guys that show up to go on trips with me. Man, they got some really nice rods that are super clean. Like, no, man, you gotta look at mine. It's been out here in the mud for
0: the (laughs) last three (laughs)
3: years.
2: You ever use that rod? What's that
0: brand new? I don't, yeah. Yeah.
3: They get out on their (laughs) fly. I love flies, yeah. We could use your flies, man. Like, you got you, like, obviously, did all your research. Like, you ordered offline every single fly for this area. I mean, all my flies are like ABC, you know, and here you got all these like pristine, like still in the package sure let's throw that clouser on let's do this
2: (laughs) that's great
3: but yeah the the the, actually surprisingly man the juvie tarpon uh if you if you're like i can do artificial fly or bait those are the three things i'm good at i would be like definitely fly even over like even over bait to be honest with you um even though baits easier because it's really tight areas. So you got to kind of, kind of slide it down through there. But to be honest, like what's kind of funny about that is like my saltwater fishing guys that are like good at double hauling. Um, sometimes it gives them a little bit of a, a hassle, but the guys who are like from, from up there up north, they do a lot of roll casting. Yeah. Oh man, they're all, they are still, those guys are why well, they're they're kind of a pain to have out on the open flats because you feel bad for them. you you're like, man, you're really good at roll casting. But I need you to land another 30 feet out.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, do, I need another 30 feet out of you, bro. But the, uh, up in that tight area, man, those guys really kick kick butt on those tarpons. they're able to, like, roll cast down through there. Uh, I'm, I'm a little jealous of that roll cast. I haven't perfected that yet.
1: Yeah,
2: it takes a little work, man. But once you get it dialed in, it's like riding a bike.
3: Yeah, I, some of the guys I watch do it, I'm like, man, I wish I could do it half that smooth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my, but they watch it. I got a good double haul, you know, I, there I you go. watching I, when you watch a red trying to slip away from you at, at 20 yards. You're like, oh, no, you're not getting away, man. So <laughs> what's
1: a what's a double haul to everybody who doesn't know?
3: So it's just a kind of like a, a, a way that you instead of just kind of holding the fly line as you work the rod. It's a loading the rod system. As the rod loads, you give a, a timely pull on the line. And as it goes back, you kind of follow it. You can either let out a little bit of line, or as the rod loads to go forward again, you kind of pull on it. And then that'll give like a very – your rod's are already loading slowly from the back. And then as you start to lay it out front, that extra pull at the right time just loads that rod so nice and smoothly that it will sling that, that line out front of you so you get that nice slingshot uh, projection of it. Um, when, when done properly, I mean, that's how you can go from having, like, you know, say, say 25, 30 feet of line out to having 70 foot of line out in, in that, that last layout, if you do it right. Uh, watching some of the guys, some of the old timers do it is definitely, if you're playing around on YouTube, trying to learn how to do it, uh, watch the old timers. Because a lot of the young people, we work so hard for it, you know, uh, might still achieve it but you watch somebody like lefty or just some of those like old time guys that are just, uh, uh unbelievably good at it. They're just like, boom, boom. I mean, it's almost like so effortless, They're like 70 feet, like he's all the way to the backing on just that. <laughs> 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 I, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't spend enough time to, to, to get to that level, but, uh, you know, it's, it's important to get out there, you know, that, that 40 feet or so at times.
1: Yeah, that's but good.
3: Uh, you know, sounds... speaking of mm-hmm. some like fly fishing, you kind of um, actually something I got coming up this next week is uh, we get extreme high tides during the fall, and uh, what that does it causes the flood tide. Uh, of course, this happens kind of like basically starting around here, St. Augustine, and it goes all the way up into the Carolinas. And uh, once it floods that grass, you get the the redfish move up into new areas. Uh, only don't have water and really for our redfish if you like the sight fish redfish and you really like the fly fish that is the time to come. um that is just such a cool fishery because basically it's like you're hunting up, you know, get on the kayaks you cover distance you're looking in the grass the grass floods and there's like these little snails that are up in there little periwinkle snails and also some like little black crabs that crawl up on the stalks. And you'll actually see the red, sometimes you'll see the red bump the stalks to knock the crab down, or the crabs will be right on the water line, and you'll hear like what we call slurping. You'll hear just like a little, like a sound of them just like, just barely, not really a strike, but just sucking the, the crab off the off the uh, stock of the Spartina grass. Hmm. And then, uh, of course, tailing redfish, which is what everyone like really wants to see, you know, I mean, which is. Totally understandable because that gets you pumped up when you see their big tail just flopping out there uh, in the grass. So when they're doing that, you can sneak up. I kid you not. Like you could almost go up with a cane pole and catch them as long as you're like somewhat sly with your walking, don't cavitate, and just kind of sneak up on them. But uh, notice how I said walking. Um, for some reason, I seem to have my best luck in the kayaks. I mean, there are times when I'm running, gunning, but I find it best to run and gun with the kayak. And since the tide's so high and the fish are kind of like up in that harder ground, that doesn't normally get uh, water on it. You can just get out and kind of like walk along hard ground up to the fish, hmm. uh, which is just more, it's more sneaky that way. Um, and it's, you know, it's easier to stand there at times than it is to, to maneuver that kayak, uh, especially for clients. I mean, but I, I even find for myself that it's way easier. That's cool. I like that.
2: It's different sounds
3: yeah that's yeah it is it's like (laughs) instead of just like fishing uh instead of just like fishing like we're just like casting for uh, hopefully a fish to bite it's kind of fun to uh go out and hunt them down especially on the days like when you come around the corner and just like oh crap i finally bumped into like the school i'm looking for today you know You you come around the corner you see like six or eight tails and while you're out chasing those fish you look over and you see a black drum tail or a sheep's head tail or something that hmm. those those days right there where it all just starts falling apart you never know which um you could be on one flat one day and then like the very next day they're over four flats or not on your in your creek at all or there's only five in there instead of 15 or you know it's just like that's uh that's that's where kayaking's so nice because you're like all right they're not here let's go start covering hmm. distance so a lot of guy oh go ahead
2: I was going to ask, so for like the redfish, do like like sized fish school together or will you get like a whole assortment of like different size redfish in one big pod?
3: Uh, you know, man, for, so as far as like that aspect up, up in the grass, that's usually like your slot size redfish, 18 to 27. Okay. Um you will catch it oversized every great once in a while I'm not super often doing that uh in our area to get like those bigger ones and we do pick them up like periodically at other locations but to get those bigger ones it's usually like at the uh you know like at the inlets or like close to the inlets on those deep drops um unfortunately we don't get a whole lot of those guys like up on the flats uh yes. um, or up- up in our estuary system our creeks and stuff. Those are usually just like slot slot size fish. Okay. Cool.
1: Hey, so you had you had touched on snooktopia. Like what is that?
3: It's uh so historically it wasn't called snooktopia. It was called me and one or two of my friends. Uh I moved away from there. See and 1998, I moved away from uh, Loxahatchee, which is where I grew up but down there. Um, I had spent a short time out in California. And then uh, when I came back, I wanted to live somewhere just a little bit more mellow than LA or uh, South Florida. So that's how it kind of ended up up here in St. Augustine, a um, little bit more nature, a little, little bit more laid back. And uh, so, but pretty much every year since I've been gone, except for the years out in California, I would make Uh, a a, a pilgrimage down there basically a boys weekend um, of like hardcore snook fishing Uh, not just like hey let's go fish and then go sit up and and have a drink at the bar or something like that I'm talking about like we drive down we fish till we can't you know a lot of times watch the Sun come up go back sleep for a few hours I've done it on boats we've done it on uh, camping Uh, we've, this year, we, this year with everything going on this year, we decided Airbnb, but so four years ago, um, a a buddy of mine, David Hernandez and I, uh, David owns a, a local kayak shop up here, uh, St. Augustine paddle sports, uh, David and I were just like, he, I'd taken him a couple of times down there and he's like, man, we should, you know, like that idea. That's a good idea. We should invite the community. So I decided, uh, to, to, you know, invite everybody down. Um, we've, we've had anywhere from like, I think the first year we had maybe 15 or 20 people. Uh, I think last year we had a little bit better turnout than even maybe this year. This year we did have a really good turnout, uh, but last year was just epic. Last year we had uh, that. The picture that you're showing right now is actually from this year. Uh, that that was my lucky o- over 40 that I got this year. That's um, crazy. The uh, yeah, that fish there when he actually kind of sorry to jump jump subject here, but uh, that fish there when he struck he actually ran about 50 yards of line off. And this is like 65 town contest braid with the drag set. Like you can't set it too, too heavy because if you lock it down too heavy, it'll, they kind of have a little bit of a paper mouth. Um, not as bad as a drop. They do have a little bit of paper mouth, but he ran over and jumped in through a dock, like a good, like 50 yards away from where he was hooked. So He's a good like 75 yards away from me at that point. I didn't think I was gonna catch that fish when I seen him jump in the dock light, uh, hmm. but I was, st- I was stoked, man. He turned and he made the mistake of uh, hooking back out onto the flat. And uh, even in the dark, when I seen him doing that, I was like, that's, uh, I mean, I love to have my paddle craft with me, but that's where it was just so nice to have a pedal. And uh, I took my Kusa FD and just like started just trying to pull him out towards the the, the channel there, just to keep him away from the structure
1: that's crazy that's a big
3: but it's it's fun man it's kind of difficult to uh catch bait down there um there are like you know a couple different techniques but uh it's i i just like to invite the make it real it's it was important to me to make it not uh like an official it's an official event but it's not like i don't want to have people have to like keep up with timelines or anything because that's like the way i always did it i fished as hard as i could and then I slept, and then I fished as hard as I could. So like, once we kind of like got that theme going, the first couple years, some of these younger guys get stupid with it, man. I mean, they're <laughs> like, they're uh, they're like sending me pictures at like five five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, like sun's coming up, and they're 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 on fire right now. You know, it's like it's really cool just to share that stoke and to see everybody. Because like, if we made if it was like a tournament or something, people would be. Maybe being secretive or not being as like as sharing as, as we try to make the event. And uh, like the one year the fish were closer to the inlet, this year they were like further in the backwater. Uh, it was just nice to be able to like try to lead people in the right direction to, to make that magic happen.
2: That's cool. That sounds, sounds like, cool. like we got to go to hey. Snooktopia.
3: I was. Yeah, you know, I I've been
1: talking to Bart all like a long time about this. I'm like, (laughs) I just haven't made my way out there, but I know we would have the time of our life out there. Plus, Bart's a good dude. I mean, it it would be an easy hangout like type fishing situation. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: There's, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy chasing fish all over Florida, man. I like to, I like to go dabble a little bit with that offshore stuff. You know, chase after sailfish and kingfish. We have a decent kingfish bite off the off the beach right here in st augustine um it's just not a favorite fish of mine to really target uh they're fun they're just not they don't taste really good and you kind of if you're going to catch them you're kind of going to they're not a catch and release fish really because they have nasty they got nasty teeth and it's kind of like by the time you catch them properly they 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 usually are about dead when you land them anyway because that's just the way they fight that's how those like Polygic type, you know, they just give it, give it their all while they're out there.
2: Yeah, that's cool. That's super cool, man. Well, uh, yeah, we're we're winding up here, winding down here, man. Winding uh, up. Sorry. Yeah, winding up. <laughs> winding up. Oh winding man!
3: Fishing into the middle of the night, and that's it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, yeah. Hey, um, I just I'll go ahead and throw out my my plug. Um, I am on like if you know because a lot of guys if we're watching I here I, uh, like social media. So um, yeah, like uh, Action Kayak Adventures is uh, my my uh, company name. Um, Action Kayak Adventures on uh, with underscore between the words is my Instagram, and then uh, actionkayakadventures.com dot if you want to check out my website and uh, kind of see what I'm all about
1: nice cool man yeah you know what me and brian we'll we'll get in touch with you man because we we need to go on a trip anyway like it's been a minute
3: yeah yeah it's been kind of a weird year for that but you know man if you just get like a there's like totally a good like safe way to travel and come down and get get your uh get your fishing on man like if uh if you can just kind of you know like summertime if you're going for big fish like fall is when the tarpon come through so if you had time to still make it down there still is the the, the tarpon runs uh just about to happen
1: like the big ones
3: yeah like the big ones and the little ones are thick right now too so it's kind of like it's the best of both i had a uh, michael Everett's from from the jackson kayak team he came down uh last year and i took him out the first day and i put him on tarpon and uh but it was like fun tarpon. And he says, he's like, thanks man, that was a lot of fun. Now let's go tarpon fishing. So we, <laughs> we, spent, the next, like, we spent the next two nights and days just like about killing ourselves trying to get that boy a tarpon. And, uh, and then finally on the last day on a weird tide and not seeing any tarpon whatsoever, uh, he caught a tarpon, like a nice like 60 pounder. So I was just like, it wasn't one of the, like the huge ones, but for somebody to come out from Tennessee and like set after and like he knew, he knew the game, you know, like it, he took three days to like, he knew what it would take to make it happen. And that's some, you know, I'd always like to think I could put somebody on it that the first hour of each morning we go, but that's that, you know, that's the nature of, uh, I did put him on a tarp in the first hour, we the first morning, but it was like, it, you know, it, it, a fun fish to catch on 10 pound test, but. Not 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 the tarpon he 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 drove to Florida
1: for. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like too. Like with yeah. uh, with uh, sturgeon, is you know you got to chase and you got long days, long days, and it's more like the the tournament thing. You know where you're up at like three or four in the morning, you drive like two hours, you get all set up, you drop in, you do a drift for like a good six or eight, you know, and then you drive back home, and it, it's just it's so. Man. Four or five
2: days of that will beat you <clears throat> up, man. Dude, it's so yeah. <laughs> I'm, like,
3: I'm like, man, that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. No, it,
1: it,
2: it
3: is because you
1: catch, like, giant, you know, you catch giant rainbow trout, you know, for bait. Like, me and Brian would be, like, up here. We would be like, oh, my God, these are, like, trophies. Yeah. Dude, like, when I was up there with Steve Carroll, he, he chopped, like, a trophy up. Like right in front of me before I could even get a picture with it, you know. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, cool bait," and he just started chopping it up. I'm like, "That's great. That's the biggest trout I've ever caught." So
3: <laughs> I cut that up. That's cool, you know. Thank, <laughs> buddy.
1: You know, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't know." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you guys are spoiled over here, apparently." Yeah. You know, right. You know, right. catching yeah. an 18 inch yeah. trout is like
3: not a big deal.
2: Yeah. Bye. You know? <laughs> right. yeah. West like a uh, baby.
3: I think yeah, the weirdest bait I've used. Uh, when I, when we got down to Panama, they had to stop by Lake Gatoon and had us some peacock bass for snook. We didn't catch any oh, on man. it, but that was weird bait to use, man. Like, that's you catch them here in like, that's a sought-after fish, you know? Right. We show right. up there, and they're like, your bait? Like, that's weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like people are fishing for these. Here we are using them for bait.
3: Yeah, here we are using them. But then, you know, kind of gave me the idea. I was like, dang, man. But I got, I got looking at Florida regs and uh you can't you can't use them for bait here in Florida so it, it scratched that plan
2: that's crazy how things cross over like you know across the world you know like like look at Europe they like actively chase after carp whereas most you know fishermen in the states are like carp ugh. you know like I don't want to catch that you know it's the same thing it's it's weird it's weird but it's cool I like it
3: I hate carp because they never take my fly. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta talk. So I gotta give you some like, I don't think I've dropped down low enough in my leader or got the right fly yet. Because I'm like, that is one of those stubborn. I, you know, and I yeah. haven't spent that much time on it. I haven't like, yeah. at hardcore. But I, I, I have spent enough time to get really freaking frustrated. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've I've never caught one on a fly rod, but I've heard it's it's super exciting and interesting for sure. Like it's it's just something different. It, like a lot of the fly fishermen have like really I think since like that 2010, 2011, like the fly fishing for carp is like certainly picked up. It's a thing now, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is cool.
1: Yeah, it's definitely becoming a game fish up here. There's we got a couple yeah, people cool. that, yeah. that fish for them. Yeah.
3: That's cool. That's good. Yeah, there's I, giant uh, ones, gotta get here in Florida. We gotta get people going for for hardhead catfish.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: that's <laughs> if we could get people to turn those into something cool, that'd be awesome. Those <laughs> things are uh, god dang those fish. I tell every I tell every client, I'm like, you catch you catch one of those, that deducts one point. If you catch a stingray, that's two points. So you know, like, I'm like, you think you're in the lead right now, but you you're going backwards, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: that's hilarious that's hilarious man
0: yeah.
2: well any final thoughts shout outs you want to thank anybody my friend before we uh wrap this up here
3: that nah, you know i guess since we're on a uh a, a kayak uh, podcast I, I like to just you know jackson kayak warner paddles yak attack nrs uh Florida Fish products uh yeah, all those guys there, um, and probably someone I, I've forgotten here, but those those uh, those names right there have uh, been been a huge part of helping me have fun and keep my business rolling. Um, and that's uh, you know putting putting clients in comfortable boats uh, and uh, good good protective wear and uh, good good fishing equipment is uh, is important, you know. Um, so uh, to all those companies, it's great greatly appreciated the help because it's made. Uh, it's made me be able to put together um not buying retail has also been very nice uh getting on with those <laughs> guys <laughs> that that first uh that first year man woo! that was that was a that was a rough that was a rough buy so uh those guys have helped me uh take some of that sting out of it and um and, and along the way have helped me build build my business so uh it's nice, nice to it's nice to see clients sit uh in, in comfortable seats nowadays uh, a, lot, a lot of stuff's changed in the last nine years so it's uh really really cool to, to see see the you know um, the company uh, innovative and and making making stuff better for for people to sit out there which is us the guys who play you and I and uh, you know the pit people that didn't even know that kayaks had metal frame seating in them yet you know like a lot of people out there don't even realize that kayaks aren't that kayak that they rented in Cancun that their butt was wet sure. and their butt or <laughs> their leg they fell uh-huh. out 14 and like so a lot of people just um, a, a huge part of our uh, it, it's it has changed in the last nine years but a huge part of our, uh, our, our our people who are going on trips that are trying out kayaking for the first time um, they they still see it in that old way so it's a lot of fun to show them and oh Power pole. Yeah, man. Got to love them power poles, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Those things out there are so nice for clients, man. It's It's so nice to see a client hit that button and just bam. You're like, they're not going to be blowing over the fish. Hell yes. Nothing worse than watching the wind just blow them into the fish while they're trying to put the stakeout pole down or something, you know? That's
2: hilarious. (laughs) That's awesome.
3: Guys, I appreciate appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, do, no. uh,
2: I know, you I know. Guys. Our boy Dustin Nichols is going to be hounding you down. He wants to get you on his segment, man. He's a good dude. Oh,
3: awesome, awesome, awesome! You guys uh, have to come out here and do a, you know, come come out here and do a live show right here. We'll, we'll get get some uh, get, get some on the water action going. There you go. We'll I like talk. the sounds of that.
1: I know. We'll definitely
3: talk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, right on. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another great episode. Uh, hope you enjoyed hearing from Bart and about his guide service down there in Florida. Be sure to check him out. Until next time, tight line, smooth battle. Peace. on facebook and instagram shout out to our show supporters angler the angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water shout out to Rocktown adventures located in northern illinois for all your kayaking camping and hiking needs TRC covers. Protect your investment. Catch products. Shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the paddle and fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmaster's Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.